Hello and welcome back to the In the Can podcast. As always, I'm Devin, and this week I am joined by James. Uh, Tom is ill this week. Um, Hope you get better, better, buddy. Yeah, he should be back next week. Uh, most likely, we'll be doing Star Wars next week. Don't tell Tom that. You know, cool. Okay, right. a nice surprise. Yeah. Uh, how you doing, James? I I am actually better than I've been in a while. Awesome. Yourself? Eh, I'm all right. Uh, gearing up to Christmas. So. It it is surprising that it is seventeen days away. Yeah, a little for bit that reminder. A little bit more than two weeks. That is, the year seemed to fly by, Devin. Yeah, it's time for me to you know do some shopping in the next seventeen days. I I I'm so happy I finally figured out what 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 to get my mother. I would ask, but she might want, might listen to this. So eh, I'll tell you after then. All right. Um, so this one, we're going to do the breakdown of what we've seen for the past few weeks. Uh, sorry for not being here last week, Thanksgiving, holidays. before I was out of town, I was down in Austin watching Critical Alive, all hail Quackthulhu. Uh, that was a really fun trip. Just, I really just enjoyed the it. sound, just the name alone makes me, makes yeah. me think horrible, horrible things happened. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Critical Role's episode called the, the Adventures of the Tarian Darian's Darian Darrington Brigade, I believe it's called. Um, it's a cool one shot that that they did. Never uh, say live. that again. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't. But they did it live down in Austin. Really fun show. Go and watch it on their YouTube channel. So. I always, I always love audience participation stuff like that. Yeah. There, there's an energy that isn't there when it's just when it's just them. Yeah, it was a it was a really fun show because like that all the characters they're playing are new. So they had one that's like a crazy little gnome. One was a one was like this big hulking dude with like an intelligence of two. So real fast and, before we move on, yeah. was it a one shot? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I might check that out just yeah. because. It was really fun. It's about a four hour episode. So it is a slog, but it's a lot of fun. I saw the paranoia one. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was great. So yeah. Check that out. Um, that's where I was a couple weeks ago. Last week, obviously, was Thanksgiving. So. Yeah. Cool. But we're back here in December and we're going to go over what we've seen over the past few weeks. That still hurts so, to say. Who wants to start? Uh, you know what? I'll start. Okay. I've got I have got a lot of stuff. I've got sixteen movies. Wow, uh, that's double mine. Five of those I will definitely say I tried to see, but I just I quit because one I'm not you, Devin. All and, right. And two, they uh, they were just not good. Hmm. So I'm gonna start with those ones. Obviously, first one, the Thirty Nine Steps. I have seen that poster. Never wanted to watch it. Hitchcock, don't. It's very old, very plotting. I wouldn't even say like deliberately. It's just very. It's an old movie. All right. And it's Hitchcock. He was the master at his time. Yeah. Now he's just nope. Second one, Hell's. It's an anime movie. Nope. A young high school girl dies, and has to. Go to school in hell with a bunch of monsters. One, very typically anime and irritating at first, as well as just entirely. And two, the art style hurt my eyes. Hmm. You know what Shin Chan is, right? Yep. Think that, but instead of wiggly, very sharp lines. Yeah. Every every frame seemed to change. And it's just like, I can't watch this. Hmm. This hurts. Third. Black Hole. Nope. <laughs> Again, don't. You remember the stuff, the the concerns about the uh, Large Hadron Collider making a mini black hole? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine that, but it actually happens, and it's stupid. Okay. They create a black hole creature that sucks energy. It, it had a really cool effect where a guy just kind of disappeared because he got sucked up into it, but <clears throat> it was very stupid. All right. Fourth, Afflicted. Oh, the... The vampire yeah, thing, the yeah. the vampire in France thing. I enjoyed I, it. I uh, tried the camera documentary style kind yeah, of... The, shape, the handheld camera type thing. It's not that it was bad. It's just like, I just... I couldn't get into it. I enjoyed Afflicted. That was, that was one that I thought was effective, but... It's one that I haven't gone back and watched. Yeah, I couldn't get into it. Okay. And, it, yeah, again, it wasn't bad. I just couldn't get into it. One I'm really sad that that I just couldn't get is the mechanic. And that's spelled with a K. Jason. Oh, not Jason Statham. Nope. This one, if I remember correctly, written, directed, 
and starring Dolph Lundgren. Oh, okay. That one. Yeah. Think of it as a knockoff Punisher. Yeah, I think I think I know this movie, actually. Former Spetsnaz has his, his family dies in a drug trade gone wrong. Now, you think the entire movie would be like the Punisher, where he gets revenge. Nope. Because in the first ten minutes, he kills the guy who killed his, his family. Okay. Except he doesn't. Cut to seven years later when he's in the U.S. as a mechanic. And, like, a high-ranking official gets killed, and his daughter is kidnapped, and the mother comes to him to get help to get her back. And the thing is, he kind of plays as, like, no, I, I'm a mechanic. I don't do this stuff. And the lawyer that's with her is basically basically pulls up all his whole history. It's like, no, no, former Spetsnaz, high-ranking, blah, blah, blah. Entered the the U.S. seven years ago illegally. It's like behind the authorities, and he's still like, "Screw you! I'm done with this." Then the woman, which is all great, I was like, "Okay, cool. How are they going to get him in?" And then the woman shows him a picture of the woman uh, of the guy who took it, to who took her daughter. And do you want to guess who it is? I'm going to guess it's either him or it's the person that killed his daughter. It's the, it's the guy that. He, or is it his daughter? It is the guy. Who he, no, no, he has a son, first off. Young son. Ah. It was it was the guy who killed his family that he expressly shot in the first ten minutes. Here's the thing, though. And that's the big one that turned me off. He did it standing about 15 feet away and shot him once. Hmm. As former Russian Spetsnaz, I don't buy that. You yeah. go right up to him, look him in the eye, and pop him. You empty the magazine into his head. Yeah. So that's already a first knock, right? But it's like, okay, you know what? Maybe this will be good. Let's give it some more time. And then he doesn't act like former special forces. He acts like an idiot. Like, constantly, like, an out-of-control idiot. It's like doing stupid stuff that an amateur would do. And I was like, I can't walk. Like you had the first 10 minutes were so promising. And then you give me this. I, I can't it get, there was a great line though. So he's meeting up with his, with, with a contact that the family had in wherever, I think it was back in Russia. So the contact is drunk and Dolph's character is kind of rough handling, has him slammed up against the, the door because he's drunk, you know, and he's like, I'll just take what you want. I'm going to sleep and passes out. That made me laugh really hard because he just he is so done with us. Just take what you want. I'm going to sleep and just passes right the hell out. Yeah. Best line of it. So, yeah, that's all the ones I tried to watch. Now let's get into the ones I did watch. And let's again, let's start from the crap and, and go up. Bruce Lee and the Chinese Gods. Heard of it. Haven't watched it. Don't. Okay. Think, think really, really bad seventies and sixties anime. Okay. With seventies and sixties voiceovers. Okay. Of Bruce Lee with a third eye being a Chinese god to take over an evil dictator of. China. I lost you about halfway through that description. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Don't watch it ever. Okay. Uh, let's go with what was the what's another one? Uh, oh, here's another one. Ninja. The Rain movie? The one with Scott Adkins. Okay, yeah, that one. Hey, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <sighs> Tale as old as time. Two top students in a dojo in Japan. And I will definitely say 99% of the characters were actually Asian. The Rain movie is Ninja Assassin. Sorry. Oh, I might want to watch that. But don't maybe I bother. Don't. Okay, good. <laughs> it was dark, and it's not good dark. It was just poorly lit. I will say the biggest, the biggest, one of the bigger problems I had with Ninja is the fact that the only one who does anything is Scott Atkins' character, and it's like that's not. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Some yeah, of the fight movie. I've seen it actually. Some of the fight scenes were actually really well choreographed, which doesn't surprise me. Scott Atkins is a great yeah. stunt guy. He, he his his physical work is phenomenal. Uh, I want to say it's Undisciplined, where he pl uh, where he plays Uri Boyka. That's a great one. Sounds oddly familiar. I feel like I've watched that. Yeah, I can't remember it, the actual one, but he's great. But the movie was 
check it for the fight scenes. They're actually pretty cool. Other than that, eh. All right. Last Man on Earth. Vincent Price. I have seen it. I don't remember it. It's I Am Legend. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's I Am Legend, Omega Man type. Yeah, it, it is okay. exactly one of those. All right. Not bad. It was interesting. I will say, Price definitely does carry the movie pretty well. Pretty well, since he's since he's the only one. He he carries the movie pretty well by himself. Okay. Eh, it's it's an older movie, but fairly enjoyable. Was on in the background, kind of like the kind of like the first uh, Night of the Living Dead, the the first George Romero one. It's yeah. like it's good, but we've got so much better nowadays. Yeah, that's that's the that's it's it's biggest problem is it's old. Yeah, a lot of movies back then kind of had that same problem is they just don't hold up. Yeah, and th- th- that's the weird thing. It's like it's not a problem, but it's just, it, it, the only problem is that nowadays we've got better. Yep, that's it. Hanasaku Iroha, Home Sweet Home. Maybe. So here's what I didn't realize: this is a movie that already has an existing series. Okay. Anime movie, if you didn't guess. <laughs> I could tell. It. It's very slice of life. Young girl. Working in basically a hotel, trying to find herself, who then stumbles on, who is actually the granddaughter of the owner of the hotel, who stumbles upon journals from one of the other workers who documents stuff that happens, and then finds out that her mother, the owner's daughter, when she was around her age, was also struggling with the whole with with that whole trying to identify, like figure out where she wanted to go in life too. Pretty decent, great animation, hmm. phenomenal animation. I feel like I may have missed some stuff because I didn't see the series, but even then, it's like an hour ten. It's a decent movie. It's a decent movie. Which one did we want to? Go? Oh, I haven't said that one. That one. This one. I should have said this one earlier. Death Stalker. I have heard the name, but I don't know what the movie was. I think Knock Off Conan the Barbarian. And I'm talking about the old Schwarzenegger one, too. Ah, uh, okay. I just looked it up. I, yeah. I've seen the poster. I haven't watched it. It's either 70s or 80s. I can't remember which. 80s. And as such, there's a lot of naked titties. <laughs> the poster has a girl in a bikini getting grabbed by an ogre, so, yep. Which doesn't appear at all in the movie. Big surprise. That poster was also done by the same guy who did uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it is all the worst aspects of Conan jumped up. Yeah, that's not surprising. I watched it mainly because I was fascinated how absolute shit it was. It sounds like something that probably should be on um, Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, if it I'm weren't, it kind weren't... of assuming it probably was. Let me check that. There's a talking. there's a lot of naked chests, so I don't know. They. Probably can still do that. Maybe it's on Rift Traction. <laughs> so, now we're getting more into the good stuff. Okay. And I definitely say the, the Home Sweet Home one is actually in the good. It was enjoyable. Alright. Overlord. Oh, uh, German... The, the World War II okay. vampire, vampire zombie one. I saw it. It was pretty good. There was a chunk in the middle that I was kind of like, eh, about it. But all the stuff actually involving the underground lab and the transformation yeah. with the with the vampire zombie things. One, oh my god, is there body horror in this movie? Yeah, just a little bit. Died. I I was yeah. squicked way out on some of the stuff that happened. I was like, oh, okay, come on. Yeah. Very well, very well done. I actually really enjoyed um, Overlord. Uh, one of my friends made a whole video about going to see the Overlord, but uh, no, it was actually it was uh, actually really good. Yeah, uh, I absolutely loved the opening scene. I, I remember oh, we, in the planes. Yeah, we with them jumping out of the plane and all that, and the plane getting torn to pieces. Yeah, because that's all one shot once he jumps. Uh, we mentioned this early, early in the podcast. I think this came out like first couple of episodes of the podcast, but yeah, it, no, I it, loved Overlord. No, yeah, I I definitely enjoyed it. It was. Again, some of the stuff, some of the stuff that popped up in there, I, I was kind of like, hey, okay, let's move on, please. Yeah, they did uh, not shy I have away. One of those. I can I think I got another one on here. Oh, yeah, I, I have do. One of those this week. Oof. Uh, here's a comedy special: Lewis Black, Black to the Future. 
Okay. If you enjoy Lewis Black, it's a good one. He's hilarious. I, when it comes to stand up, I'd rather watch a, a narrative movie instead of just a stand up. So, I understand. Or watch a couple of episodes of TV. That's for me though, because yeah. I don't care for a lot of the comedy nowadays in movies. Yeah. But have to go to other countries to get better comedy. You honestly do. Now, this is one I'd seen. I'd seen entirely in bits and pieces, but I just sat down and fully watched it. Snatch. Okay. Yeah, Guy uh, Ritchie. Guy Ritchie, there it is. Yeah, it is, it is to me, a better lock, stock, and two loaded barrels. Smoking barrels, yeah. Two smoking barrels, yeah. It is, it is a better version Ritchie. of... Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's like, it is a better version of that. Yeah, I enjoyed Snatch. It's been a while since I've watched it. So. Yeah, it was... <laughs> I was definitely enjoying it more than I did the other one. Wolf Cop. I'm guessing it's a werewolf cop. Yep. Okay, I feel like I've seen parts of this. It's a Canadian movie, too. I feel like I've seen parts of this. It sounds very familiar. It is a a lazy, just the worst cop in history. Always drunk, never showing up on time. In a Canadian town who gets turned into a werewolf that still that, that actually has a better sense of duty than he did before. It is the weirdest thing. It is also exceptionally gory. Hmm. There is a part where he literally, where as the wolf cop, he literally grabs someone, grabs someone's face and rips it right off, and you're he's the guy's screaming with his skull showing. Hmm. He rips someone's arms off, beats him to death with it. The transformation scene is extremely gory. Yeah, but actually, it's a really good film. Might add it to my list. I'm always kind of looking for a weird, disturbing. Movie it was also crowdfunded. That's why I recognize it. I remember the crowdfunding stuff. Yeah, it was. It was actually really good. Hmm. Even the even the makeup when he's the wolf cop looks pretty good. Cool. Yeah. So well done on them. Now, ah, you know what? We'll go with that one next. I saw Leon the Professional. Alright. I I like Leon the Professional. It's been yeah, a while since. Jean Reno, Natalie yeah. Portman. Yep. I also saw the extended cut. Okay. Which was not Gary Oldman's a treat. It's also it's also fun to note that this is done by Luc Besson, who also did Fifth Element. And many other movies. I think he'd first taken, I think, too. Maybe. Yeah. But he did he wrote the script for this in thirty days. Shooting was ninety days. While they had production like schedule problems with Bruce Willis for Fifth Element, hmm. okay. yeah, yeah, explain that one to me. All in all, I actually really liked it. It's also exceedingly sad. Yeah, just a little bit. It is. It is not a happy movie for anybody. And the last one I watched in the last couple of weeks, which. If you hadn't told by the way I'm doing it, is has definitely been my favorite, is Anna and the Apocalypse. You mentioned this. I mentioned this when we did our musical episode. Definitely then, but yeah, I think you've also mentioned but it before. I think I mentioned this basically in my first week of the year. The first podcast we ever did, I think I mentioned this. this yeah. Was Film Festival Midnight Show from two years ago. British comedy? Yeah. British Comedy zombie musical movie. Christmas. Zombie. Christmas. I apologize. Yeah. Forgot the Christmas part, man. Yeah. Christmas Christmas comedy zombie musical movie. From Britain. From Britain. Yeah. <sighs> oh. Made for about a million dollars. Less than a million dollars. How? <laughs> Some of the stuff that happened in there was actually really good. <laughs> Effects wise, man. Uh easy one of my one of my top musicals now. Yeah. Just same here. I was expecting to to hopefully enjoy the zombie stuff. The singing is phenomenal. Yeah, the songs really are fun music. The songs are great. Didn't realize it was British at first, either because I'd forgotten or you may not have mentioned it's, it. Yeah, it's like a weird British Irish. It's not like London British. It's not Irish. No, there's even an American weird, in there. Yeah, it's kind of a weird mix of um, accents. Yeah, it's it was great. All the actors were phenomenal, though the guy who, who does Headmaster Savage was my absolute favorite. It 
it did what I've said numerous times that Shaun the Dead didn't quite capture the first time I saw it through, in that it balanced the fun, festive, oh my god, what kind of what kind of bullshit is this happening going on with the actual realistic gore of what a zombie apocalypse would entail. Yeah. And because it does it throughout it, even in just the background stuff, it got away with it a lot more than than I did than I did than Shaun the Dead did the first time I watched it. It's the comedy was spot on. The characters were all very believable. And it didn't end quite how I thought it would. Yeah, it's not quite the not quite the It's not a downer you'd expect, yeah. It's not a downer, but it Well they 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 say it themselves, no such thing as a Hollywood ending, right? Mm-hmm. It they I actually really appreciated that. It was the biggest thing that surprised me again is the fact that I liked all the songs. They were all they're all catchy, they're all bops. It's, it was great. Cool. But that is all I've wa- all I watched and tried to watch. I had the biggest list this time around. What? Don't say a thing, Devin. Okay. Uh, did you see any TV shows? No, I have not actually. Right. I have a couple on mine. I'll crank those out really quick. Uh, let me see what it's called. Yeah. So first off, I have been watching the hell out of Watchmen. Yeah. Uh, I'm one of the only people apparently since the ratings aren't as high as it should be, but. Uh, I absolutely love that show. It's too smart for people, from what you were explaining to me. Kind of. It starts slow and then adds and adds and adds, and it just gets better and better. So if you haven't watched Watchmen, you know, be one of the people that watches The Watchmen and watch The Watchmen. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think episode seven or eight is out tonight. I think eight. Um, but it is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, show. Who watches The Watchmen? Every time I hear that, I think Near. <laughs> I don't. I don't think the actual Watchmen comic. I think Near. Hmm. Uh, but I've been watching Watchmen I've also watched uh, the first few episodes of Dark, His Dark Materials which is just Golden Compass again I like it I it feels a little bit padded out compared to the movie but we'll I often, see how, when the story passes the movie I often find, the time, find at times that TV shows can accidentally pad because yeah. they feel they need to have a certain amount of time instead of having a good string through and condensing everything and in a proper way, but that's not we'll always actually get into that in our next episode that's coming out on Thursday. Um, I have some notes about a couple of shows that are doing various things with padding or not padding or yeah. Yeah. We'll okay, get into then. that. Okay. We'll get to that. Um, but his dark materials, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's just something off about it. I'm not sure what it is. Um, yeah, I'll figure it out. The other thing, other than Critical Role, I watched all of My Hero Academia. And it's one of those shows that multiple friends have said that I would like the show. And I really, really do enjoy the show. It's an anime version of uh, X-Men. And Crap, that is the perfect way to say it, actually. It's just like, I like the way they use the quirks, which are the mutant powers. I, I think they're interesting. And they're different. Which oh, is, I will definitely say the way they're used in in fights or in actual, any situation is incredibly smart. Yeah, and the big thing I will say about that is that sometimes the fights, uh, the the actual art and animation is phenomenal. The sometimes the solution is just punch the other guy really hard. Yeah, but the thing is, it doesn't need elaborate fight scenes like others sometimes do because the emotional weight behind those fights yeah is 10 times anything else yeah the the move or the show does really well a really good job at like the variety of characters and how the characters all relate to each other like yeah. i watched it in english but they still had like japanese names so a whole lot of the names i'm like i have no idea what your name actually is but there's like this various characters like the girl with the earplug the ethernet cords for oh, her earphones fun. he's one of my favorites like she's I don't get what the hell she does, but she's a fun character. And like, there's all these just hundreds of different quirks that they've thrown at you. Well, the great thing and, about that, and this will be the last I say, is one effect. The, the name thing is that they actually do the Japanese thing where most yeah. everybody says they're the last name because yeah. first names are reserved for friends and family kind of thing. Yeah. The second is the fact that there's like a good two dozen plus characters. Yeah. There's easily over there's, 20 characters. Well, there's 20 characters in the class and then there's, all of the other class, there's like class 1B, 
Yeah, there's and a couple there's... dozen characters, but the thing is, yeah. you get time with all of them. Yeah. You you know everybody's personality and you know them as a character. Yeah. And that's really hard to accomplish. So I yeah. got to give them props. They'll like introduce the support class, they'll introduce the general ed class, then they'll introduce the other schools, and then they'll introduce all of the hero or the, the world pros. building in it is phenomenal. And yeah, the world building's phenomenal. And much like uh, Ruby, honestly, like they just keep throwing characters at you. Yeah, but I don't and feel like, lost or like they're wow. they're they're insignificant characters like I did yeah, with Ruby. Like Coffee or Team Coffee and Ruby. I'm like, I want to see more of them and they disappear. Yeah, they just kind of disappear. Or Team Jazz or any of the other teams in Ruby you just disappear. No, yeah, with uh, with my hero academia they'll they'll pop up they'll be an important thing yeah, they'll the, go away for a couple episodes the then they'll pop up again. girl uh may hatsumai pops in randomly and it's like oh hey cool you're back no <laughs> i they, love her character and they they do a good job of that yeah. like everybody's a focus because it's everybody's journey yeah and it really mm-hmm. feels like that i really enjoy like now i recognize all these costumes like cosplays like dobby <laughs> The the evil fire guy. Oh, he's one of my favorite. I finally recognized where the hell that guy's from, or Kami, the the girl in all black leather and the plunging cleavage. I was like, where's this character from? And then I'm like, oh, hey, okay. Or the crazy girl with the knives. Like all these different characters now I recognize and I'm like, I get it now. Cool. It's also so. like they all have they all have a uniform, but they're all like when they're actually in their costumes, they're all very distinct. Like yeah. their care like the look of the character is very distinct from everyone. No one feels yeah. samey. Yeah. Like, the only ones that feel samey, they point out that they're the same. The the metal guy and the, the hardening guy. The but, whole joke about that is And great. then they become best friends. Like, that's great. You know? And, no, yeah. It, yeah. I, I you, you can see why everybody wanted you to watch it. It's yeah. definitely... I can definitely agree. That's one of those ones where it's like, that's worth the time. I think the only problem I have with the show is, like, the first season is them you know doing this stuff and then them fighting like villains near the end and then the next one is this big like we're gonna have a contest with other classes and, and then we're gonna fight this and then they're gonna fight somebody there and then the next one is uh more fighting in a city and i'm like i swear i've seen this exact same setup in a different show that's why i mentioned ruby the first season of ruby is the first season of minor academia second season second season third season third season and it's like, no, 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 no. The oh. third, the third season, the third season is Ruby's is where they had the uh, the tournament, not the second one. Wasn't the second? Oh well, they had a tournament, and then they had a tournament, and it just kind of felt the same. What's that, Naruto? Yeah, and it's it's just one of those that, even though I like all the characters, the the actual other than kind of the overarching storyline, there's not been a whole lot of like new ground covered as far as their it, stories are it's ama- it's amazing we realize that all that's passed is like two semesters yeah and it's like now they're going into their second semester basically at this like and they i think either are in or just ended their second semester i'm like jesus i'm i'm very curious on that one where it goes and i yeah. hope that i hope they do start branching out in the coming yeah. in the coming episodes i hope they like I have some episodes, I, I really like the episodes between Midoriya and Gran Torino, or like, kind of smaller amounts of cast, so you get a little bit more out of a character. Well, I, yeah, because that, that was the entire thing with the the uh, internship. Yeah. Like, that, that I was I kind of like that, I like seeing the different people with different heroes, and how and f- different. And I think because a good a good, a good chunk of, of Class 1A got their their hero, hero license kind of thing. Yeah, all but two, I think. <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole thing. Yeah. But because of that, I think we're going to start seeing that. Yeah. Um, I haven't started fourth season. I know it's currently going. I'm just, I'm letting it get ahead for a bit so I can... Same. I'm probably going to wait yeah. till it's completely done and Same then here. just shotgun it. Same here. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying My Hair Academia. I might watch the movie. Um, I, know I it's planned kind on of it. A, I know it's kind of a side project. Like, it's not a main story arc. No, but it'll probably one. It'll probably but, build on the character stuff, yeah. and two, it's going to be absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, so uh, I'll probably check that out um, whenever I get around to it. So, but those are my TV shows I watched. I, I've been watching various things here and there. Nothing, nothing big. Just kind of on the background. Yeah, um, a lot of writing. Uh, so I'll do the same thing. I only have six movies on here. <laughs> just kind of shotgun them. Yeah. Uh, the first one and the my least favorite that I've watched actually Frozen Two. I want to say I'm surprised, 
but I'm not. I genuinely enjoyed the first. Uh, it's one of those that gets overplayed. It's a little bit too high in itself, but I still really did enjoy the first one. You know, it's good animation, good music. It just... It's, it's not the worst movie. Disney movie. Yeah, it's not the worst, not the best. Um, the second one... The music... Like, there's one memorable song... And even that, it's like I can't remember it. <laughs> so, um, it's memorable. Why can't I remember it? Yeah, it's like Into the Unknown, and I remember parts of it, but yeah. Um, the biggest problem I had with it is it felt like the songs were written before the story. And Kristoff, his entire story is I want to propose to Anna. That is his entire story. And he is about to do it. And then something comes up and he doesn't. He's about to do it. Something comes up. He doesn't. He's about to do it. Something comes up. He doesn't. And that's it for the entire movie. Uh, early on, you know, stuff happens. Plot happens. At one point, uh, he's like, man, why can't I propose to her? And a random other character that was never been introduced before says, I don't know, man. Hey, I have an idea. You should go and do this. And then, oh, okay. And they wander off randomly. <laughs> Sure. Uh, that's a random story arc that goes nowhere. And then Kristoff goes to propose and actually proposes, and then a different character comes up and is like, oh yeah, they left. What? Oh man. And then he has this awesome song about how he's in love with Anna and wants to propose to Anna, and then is not seen again for another 40 minutes. <laughs> and just disappears out of the, the story. It's like, all right, sure. <laughs> then, I don't know, there's just so much in the second that just had problems. Like, uh, Elsa's storyline is, I have to go and find this thing because I literally hear the sound that says, or that makes me want to go and search for it. That sounds okay. And they end up in a forest, like, a mile away from their house when it's, like, this enchanted forest they'd never seen before. Like, okay, that makes sense. And, I don't know, it's, the whole movie is just... You could tell that someone fast-tracked it, and they probably needed, like, seven more revisions of the script. Someone fast-tracked it to make more money, and it kind of shows. So, Like the first one, second one's pretty weak. Other than some cool animation. That's, you know, that's actually kind of sad to hear, actually. Yeah, uh, I was a little little disappointed that it wasn't at least good. It was, it was just kind of okay. But it'll make money. It made money, so... Maybe we'll get a Frozen 3. Uh, next one I want to talk about is actually a, an interesting South Korean revenge thriller called The Villainous. Wait, wait. Let me put on my shock face. This is one that uh, I saw the poster. I'm like, that's a cool looking poster. You know, girl in, girl in all leather, like leather, like motorcycle jacket and stuff, like with a sword. I'm like, okay, sure. Why not? And uh, the it's a, it's a really convoluted story. <laughs> I'm not going to bother trying to explain it. It's If you've seen a Red Sparrow type thing or, uh, you know, Black Widow's backstory, that's kind of what's going on here. But girl gets captured by, like, an assassin gets captured after having a fight scene through a... I'll get to the fight scenes in a second, but having a fight scene and then is arrested and then uh, reprogrammed and goes after somebody else and then finds out that is now attacking somebody she thought dead. It's a classic story. It was fine. Uh, but the big thing is the action scenes were great-ish. The opening action scene starts in first person. Like, hardcore Ooh. Henry, first person. Interesting. Walking through, and he, she just starts shooting a bunch of people in a hallway. And then it transitions to hand-to-hand -hand combat. She runs out of bullets. Then it transitions to knives. Then it transitions to hatchets. Then it transitions to a fight in a gym. And then she gets slammed against a mirror and the camera pops out of her head. <laughs> and That's a cool transition. And it's an awesome transition. And then it continues the fight in a, like an over-the-shoulder fight scene type style. And like they're doing all this. And then she gets hit and the camera's thrown away from her even farther. And it's an awesome fight scene. I don't like the way they ramped the effect. So it kind of had this like jittering effect throughout it. Might have been like my, my PlayStation buffering, but... I had a hard time, like, watching the fight scene at times. It Did felt it look like overcranked? It, it looked over-undercranked, and it's... Oh. It's, like, all of a sudden fast, and then it's kind of slowed down a little bit, and then fast again, and it, it just was I'm really jarring. I'm hoping that's just buffering. It was jarring and jittery, and I want to rewatch it, because it was a phenomenally choreographed scene. 
it just felt jittery when it should feel like one take. So, um, but that was really cool. And the scene that I want to mention specifically to you is later on, she is fighting, a, fighting a bunch of people and then manages to get away, steals one of their swords, jumps on a motorcycle and, and rides away with a motorcycle. They all jump on their motorcycles and follow after holding katanas and they fight on motorcycles with katanas and like shoving swords into the, the blades of the motorcycle. I wonder what and that reminds me of. They, yeah. And so they have this really, really cool scene with the, the camera going down underneath the motorcycle during the fight and up above them and this absolutely awesome, awesome fight scene. And I'm like, this is really familiar. But you see, she wasn't riding a horse. That That's the beginning of that movie. <laughs> but this exact fight scene happens later in that movie. Oh, yeah. And Villainous came out first. Uh, I, I, you know, I Villainous came out in 2017. John Wick 3 came out in 2019. And actually, the director has attributed the fight scene on the motorcycles... To villainous. to villainous because he was so he loved the way they did that and he wanted to have that kind of scene i will say the more i think and i don't know if i like john Wick three as much as i originally did i still really enjoyed it but it's oh i still really enjoyed it but i then again i, I also think that the first one was the best and that it didn't yeah. need a trilogy yeah well quadrilogy shut up uh but i it's one of those that i really did enjoy this movie for like the action scenes and I like the main character and there's this weird love story going on with like her handler and I don't know it was one of those that was good and bad at the same time so it's got really good points but then the other yeah. other points like I I didn't mind the the sweet romance between the two of them the the handler and her but you just you know he's gonna get found out and I like the fact that Gets found out, but he still doesn't. He still like protects her and that kind of thing. Doesn't like bail. So I don't know. Is this? I liked it, but at the same time, it was flawed. So, but that's uh, the villainous. Next one is a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a while, and I actually had a lead to work on this, but it, they ended up shooting it in California and all this, all this stuff. But Bone Tomahawk. That sounds familiar. So it's a western starring Kurt Russell. <laughs> Oh, tell me something new. Um, so Kurt Russell plays a sheriff, and when a tribe of cannibalistic mongoloid type Native Americans come into the town and kidnap a kidnap like one of his deputies, kidnaps a a nurse doctor and a um a uh, guy that trampled on their on their land, and then flees off. Uh, the sheriff, played by Kurt Russell, his old, uh, aging, kind of bumbling um, uh, deputy, second in command, yeah, played yeah. by Richard Jenkins from Cabin in the Woods and so on. He played Citizen. Uh. Um, then there's the nurse slash doctor's husband, um, played by... You'd recognize the actor, but he who has who's crippled and has a broken leg, mm -hmm. and um, is like, no, I'm coming with you. And the highlight of the whole damn movie, Matthew Fox from Lost, who played Jack, as a cocky, know-it-all gunslinger, like rich gunslinger, that comes with them, and the four of them go after this, goes after the cannibal tribe, uh, and it's a really well done western like it's a phenomenally done western i never once thought oh they're not in the west it's one of those that was really interesting it never felt out of the middle of the desert and boring it actually felt really well done but it all of a sudden pivots from western into just pure body horror uh like gore horror where um at one point the the one the deputy that was kidnapped is hacked in half vertically by one of these cannibals with a bone tomahawk. <laughs> like, whack, whack, whack. And you, like, see him slowly swinging apart. It's like, ah, oh my god, where did this come from? And then it's like, later they cut uh, Kurt Russell's stomach open and shove something inside of him, and it's just 
Jesus. It went from like Western to horror at like the drop of a hat. It's like, oh my God. And it's it's one of those that the last 10 minutes of this movie is just hard to watch. Um, but it's not a happy movie and it was well done. It was just, it's hard to watch. It's one that I'll probably never watch again. So I've got, I've got movies like that. Yeah. Really good. Nope. Yeah. It's, it has some just brutally violent scenes just out of nowhere. Like Matthew Fox's character's hand gets blown off by something. I think he gets like an ax to the hand or something. And like, just nobody gets out of this movie intact. It's just like, Jesus. But to the credit, the director did a really good job of all of a sudden, like, no, this is a brutally violent movie. So I thought that was well done. It was just, it was hard to watch. Um, Next one, I I did watch, finally sit down and watch Reservoir Dogs. (laughs) I have not yet. Like, it's one that's been on my list. I've seen most of it through, like, bits and pieces. Kind of like I had with Snatch. Yeah, I finally sat down and watched it. And it is a genuinely really well-written movie. Uh, most people have seen Reservoir Dogs, so I'm not going to go over it too much. But if you haven't seen Reservoir Dogs, give it a shot. Well written, early, early Tarantino. I keep meaning to. Yeah, it's it's good. I still um, need to be. Uh, I also need to see Pulp Fiction. At least some people tell me. Eh, it's good that one. Uh, the next one I want to go over is Hellfest, uh, horror movie. Uh, very similar to the movie Bloodfest, made by Rooster Teeth. But um, Hellfest is a bunch of friends going to a. Very, very well-made pop-up horror carnival, which has a whole lot of established buildings for something that's a pop-up carnival. <laughs> um, they go there, and then that's part of the horror. The whole kind of concept of this is a guy starts stalking the group through through this horror-themed festival, and like they they go to try to get help, and like, oh, someone scared you at a horror thing. It's like kind of their job, and like that's the whole kind of thing is this guy stalking them through. It's good. I actually really enjoyed it. It's nothing I've really, I haven't seen. Brilliant uh, production design, really cool cinematography. It's just storyline. Yeah, I've seen it. You know, it's very much like Bloodfest, just kind of a better budget. Um, and then my favorite that I've watched for a while, probably since Ad Astra, is um, Knives Out, the Ryan Johnson whodunit, uh, starring a whole bunch of people. Most notably, um, Daniel Craig as a southern gen- or like gentleman th- sleuth. I, th- I I keep thinking I've seen a trailer for this, but I don't uh, remember. It, it just came out. Came out around Thanksgiving. But um, uh, famous horror or uh, mystery novelist dies. Um, apparently it was suicide, and then it slowly starts piecing together as you found out that he he had a he has he had three. Uh, offspring. One is Jamie Lee Curtis. One is uh, Michael Shannon. The other one is dead, but has a, a widower played by Tony Collette, who's like full on goop, Gwyneth Paltrow craziness. And like, all right, then how about we keep it yeah. at that? For because yeah. I'm actually really kind of interested. Yeah. But all of the characters in it are really, really well done. Uh, they got a lot of good actors in there here. Yeah, from what you said, uh, Lakeith Stanfield from uh, Sorry to Bother You is the police detective or the police. The cop. Uh, I like Catherine Langford from 13 Reasons Why, who played Hannah Baker. She plays a character named Meg. The standout in the entire movie is a woman that I've seen in movies, but I, other than the No Time to Die trailer, she plays um, her name is Anna de Armas, and she plays Marta Cabrera, the, the housekeeper. Or No, not the housekeeper. She is Christopher Plummer, the old, the guy who dies. It's She is his physician. Like in in house nurse, mm-hmm. but the movie is phenomenal. It's really really well done. Check your I think that Ryan Johnson ruined stars Star Wars bullshit at the door for everyone out there listening that goes I hate Ryan Ryan Johnson because he messed up Star Wars. Um, he didn't uh, watch his other movies and shut the fuck up. They start <laughs> they started on a bad foot with the the new trilogy is my my big problem. Yeah, uh it just bothers me that people are rating his movie without watching it because he messed up Star Wars. That's and a step too far. It's like, no, go watch the movie then then make a judgment on the movie. Not wanting to see it at all because of that, that's that's a whole other thing. Yeah. That's that's personal yeah, preference. Just don't re- don't review it and don't say, "Oh, I hated the movie because he made Star Wars." It's like 
What? What does it have to do with what does it have to do with the price of tea in China? Yeah. And Knives Out to me is one of the best mysteries. It's so much better than Murder on the Orient Express that came out last year. It's light years ahead of that. Um it's one of the best mysteries I've seen in a long time. Okay. And every line is important. Every there are clues dropped that you don't even notice are clues. And so, it's just awesome. Very dense movie. Yeah, very dense movie. I've seen it twice and the second time through the clues that I didn't catch the first time, I get this time. And there are like visual clues that you don't get on the first first one because you just don't know how to look for them. Oh, wow. So there's so much about the movie that is just phenomenal. And I hope it does better than it's not doing great. It kind of got beat by um, Frozen, but not terribly surprising. Yeah. I, I really hope it does well. I hope it makes money back. And yeah. So those are what I saw. Any other notes that you want to do? Uh, uh, no. The, the only kind of big thing that this week is there are a lot of trailers dropped, um, most likely leading up to Star Wars next week. Uh, I'm going to go over them really quick. Um, I've watched them all. Five minutes tops. Yeah, they're not amazing. Um, <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. One's amazing. The other one's... Yeah. Well, got first curious. off, there's the new Mulan trailer. It yeah. looks good. Cinematography's good. Um, acting and or casting's pretty well done, but it it's a it's Mulan, Mulan remake. If I don't you, care if you like Mulan, go see Mulan. I don't think I or seen... sit on your ass and watch it watch it on Disney Plus. I have not watched any of so. the live action movies. I I enjoy Beating the Beast. Um, I've seen I've seen the Gaston songs. I really really did enjoy um, Aladdin, but at the same time, eh, they're fine. But that, that's all making content. Yeah, that's uh, kind of my biggest gripe. Speaking of making new content, there's also Wonder Woman 2, 1984. Uh, Wait, I thought there was some new content. Oh, I know. This time, uh, Wonder Woman fights Stranger Things in a, in a mall. Oh, I don't know if that's actually the story. It's just 19, 1984. 1984, I don't know what... The only only thing that possibly makes sense is something with the Cold War, but it was about over at that point. I know that she fights a cheetah, and, or Chitara or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I don't care. I'm not a huge fan of the first one, and I'm not... Okay, I, I got nothing back now. down for there. I don't know. Uh, I'm not expecting anything from the movie at all. Um, it's DC. The fact that Chris Pine's back is just sad. And that was such a good moment. Such a good moment. And then they, like, feel the need to bring him back. And instead of just introducing new characters, they rehash. So, I don't know. It could be fine. and just not expecting much. Uh, the next one is No Time to Die. Uh, Bond, I believe this is 25. Uh, I'm looking forward to it's it. It's in the 20s. I know that much. It's 25, I believe. I'm looking forward to it. I really like Daniel Craig as Bond. Um, I like Ana de Armas. Looks great in it. She's the, I believe she's the new Bond girl, uh, which is cool. Um, it it looked interesting. Something just felt kind of off. Yeah, it feels like... I'm not really sure what it is, but something did feel... Different. Different, yeah. But we'll see. That's uh, coming out in April instead of November, which usually comes out in. Ah, oh, that's a weird time. Yeah. But hey, I, I think, think they're trying to avoid the... Uh, the glut. The um, massive Marvel temples. Speaking of Marvel, right after that is... Uh, Black Widow, the start of Phase Four. I am looking forward to that yeah, one. That one looks like a lot of fun. It well, it looks like it's scaling back to a more personal thing. It's kind of like, it's kind of like one of the reasons why I like. It. Plus, it's it, it's a spy thing. Yeah, it's like Winter Soldier. I've said multiple times is one of my top three favorite Marvel movies, mm -hmm. if not the top. It fights with a couple others for top. Yeah, and that's one of the big things that contributes to that is the fact that it's that. It's that Cold War kind of feel of spies having to do like spy stuff, yeah. And I get that feel entirely from that from that trailer. I'm curious to see where they go with it. Uh, I know that Taskmaster's in it, which should be really cool. Plus, they have Captain Russia. Yeah, uh, I love David Harbor. Um, he is easily the only part of uh, Hel the new Hellboy that I liked. I thought he was the only good part of that movie. So seeing him as a drunk Captain America in from Russia is great. <laughs> you got fat. <laughs> it's like, I I yeah. I started laughing my ass off when I saw him, yeah. and it just I'm looking forward to it. And the the thing is, 
it looks like, unlike the problem I had with Fat Thor, it's not going to be a joke. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be a joke, but it's more going to be the joke that you yeah, rib your you friend got, about. Yeah. It's, yeah, you got fat, man. <laughs> like, no, I did. I like beer. Yeah, it's like, like you're, you're, you're ribbing, you're ribbing yeah. your friend over it, and, yeah. and that's that's where it stays. Less the depression and more the, like, he just didn't wink, care. wink, nudge, nudge yeah. kind of. Yeah. Like the dad bod kind of thing. Yeah. And he's fully, like, embraced that. So. Yeah. It, no, yeah. that's why I'm very much looking forward to that movie. Yeah. But yeah, those are the big trailers. There's been a few others here and there. Oh, there God. is one. There's yeah. there's definitely one movie coming out soon. I want to say next week, if not this week, and that's the third Jumanji. I believe that's this week. Yeah, yeah, I think that's this Friday. Next I, week is Star Wars, and that would be a death sentence for Jumanji. It really yeah. would. I am looking forward as hell to that Jumanji movie. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also a little, a little like wary of what they do with it. Um, I can understand your concern, but after the second movie, I mean, they, I saw that and the fact that it's still different from even the second movie, I'm like, I'm on board. Yeah, I like the idea of them going back into the game and getting different avatars, and I, I think it'd be fun for the actors to do that. So yeah, it's like they're they're letting them explore different things. They're changing it up, even if it's just a tiny bit. They're changing it up. It's like, I'm all for it. Yeah, and with uh, the inclusion of Aquafina, cool. Uh, after farewell, I'm in. Uh, I'm real curious. Yeah. I'm very curious. I like the idea that Bethany comes back as a horse. <laughs> it's just funny to me. So, but yeah, that's uh, what movies we watched this week. A little bit of news, not a whole lot. Um, there's most likely like some big news that we're missing. Uh, we might have a president next week still. We'll see. That's sarcasm because I really don't give a shit. But yeah, still, yeah, pretty much. Um, any big movie news this past week? Nothing really stands out uh, the uh, biggest thing is the fact that what next week is star wars yeah next and week is boy did that kind of creep up yeah um also uh there's been new star wars trailers so if you haven't seen that go watch that i guess um and if you haven't seen uh irishman you know try to slog through that three-hour movie i've heard about that one i want to see it it's scorsese yeah. but it's also three-hour netflix it's about the teamsters isn't it it's about jimmy hoffa so the teamsters so uh I'm pretty sure it's, what happened to Jimmy Hoffa? Who knows? Yeah. So, uh, we'll be back next, we'll be back on Thursday, a couple of days, then we'll be back next week, hopefully with Tom. So, see you everyone. Take uh, care.